The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. Okay, welcome to this episode of the Mr. Nelson Show, episode 128. Uh, Red and Lefty won't be here because the subject matter of the week is just not that funny. Of course, there's been another shooting at a school in Florida, and so we have to uh, let the games begin. Uh, No, we can't wait for details. Now, uh, I'm recording this at Friday, so more details will come out, and... uh, all right, so that's a fair enough time to lock down uh, some of the details here. But, but that doesn't stop most people. I mean, immediately uh, people run to see if there's any political capital uh, they can get out of this. And uh, case in point, we have Senator Blumenthal, who parroted just a flat-out lie that most of the mainstream news media did as well. Uh, finally... The Washington Post came forth and said, no, it wasn't true, but you've heard the number of uh, 18 school shootings this year. Uh, So here's a little clip from the illustrious Senator Blumenthal, a man who lied about his record in Vietnam, but nevertheless, he's a Democrat, so he got elected anyway. But anyway, here's his immediate comment to MSNBC on this uh, terrible shooting Uh, this Wednesday. This one is the 18th school shooting just this year, but also the day-by-day deaths that are preventable, and we have an obligation to prevent. Congress has been complicit. Congress bears Mm. responsibility. Okay, so that was uh, an interview that Senator Blumenthal was giving to MSNBC, and you can hear the host in the background. Mm, yeah, mm, mm. Yeah, why don't you get a room already? No, I'm not going to give them the benefit of the doubt that this is just some sort of mistake. That's a big number. I mean, after this massacre like this, with 17 dead and several others uh, injured, uh, you you just accept that? You just accept that number? And you got to stop and think, what's the first thing that should come to your mind? Uh, Hey, how come there wasn't wall-to-wall coverage of those shootings? I mean, 18 of them. He's saying 18 different schools had mass shootings at them. You're being played and manipulated, and it's really excruciatingly insulting to do that. Now, why why would you do something like that? Well, again, political capital. You know, there's uh, something to mine here, at the very least, for donations to activist groups and whatnot and that whole network. That's what he's doing, and that's what they're all doing. And if you have to lie and manipulate it means your argument isn't very sound and not very well rooted in fact. Now the problem here is is people uh, they, they run out a number like that and then when you break down the, the statistics. So you had examples of shootings at school. One of them I believe was even a, a, a shooting uh, where a, a guy uh, there were some guys were shot a guy uh, on a property that used to be a school. It wasn't a school anymore. You know, things like that. Uh, there was another example where a guy, he went on a shooting rampage and shot five people in the neighborhood. 
Uh, but they just they just happened to be a school nearby, so that was co- called a uh, a school shooting. The school was put on lockdown because they heard about it, but no students were shot. Yeah, I mean it. <laughs> but this is the manipulation of it. Meanwhile, there's also the problem of what constitutes a mass shooting. The FBI apparently rules if it's four people, I believe, or three to four or something like that. Uh, they, they'll, they'll count that as a mass shooting. Now, I mean, in the face of 17 dead, I, you know, I don't know about that, uh, especially when some of these are shootings of domestic disputes and that sort of thing, uh, gets lopped in, but also, uh, again, uh, when it comes to shooting numbers, suicides get thrown into here. So somebody who went to school and shot himself, um, but that's not a mass shooting and that's not murder. That's a suicide. It's not quite the same thing, but suicides make the numbers jack up enormously and that's shootings overall. Uh, so, uh, again, why the manipulation? Well, because they're not trusting in their own arguments. <laughs> so they got to do stuff like that. Uh, so again, the call for, we need gun control. We have gun control laws. We do. Uh, sometimes they double up, you know, and that again is more theater and what have you to put upon this. The government can say it's doing something about something it really can't stop. And that's the truth. There is no magic wand that can make guns disappear. People cite other incidents of guns confiscation in like Australia and whatever, but that was only a third of the guns. (laughs) I I mean, you, you, and you're waiting and this is another thing where you're going in to where, uh, your immediate solution is to criminalize millions of innocent people. You'd think that would give someone pause, but no, no, it's all or nothing in a lot of these situations. And that, and then that's based on the hatred political divisions have for each other. And so here's something I can use to beat you up with and that sort of thing. You shouldn't use massacres and the horrific pain and hell uh, these families are going through but they do. They do. Another popular thing to trend is thoughts and prayers. Do you think it's a bunch of people giving thoughts and prayers? Where well, in our days, it's people condemning people who offer thoughts and prayers. So the basic, uh, uh, you know, courtesy that one offers, because it's all you can really do, is condolences. Now that's bad. That's some sort of insult because it's not screaming for gun control as if there isn't any. Uh, I remind people here in Louisiana, Lafayette had a crazed shooter shot up a movie theater. Uh, uh, Turns out uh, he had been forcibly committed by a judge uh, because he was threatening his wife, uh, bad divorce and all that. And he was nuts. And so he's forcibly committed under the law. He can't get a gun. Well, guess what happened? He went to a pawn shop, bought a gun. The pawn shop followed the law, followed the rules, filed the paperwork. The feds came back. Yeah, he's good. So there's your brilliant background check system and all that. It's there. It's there on the books. But it failed. Now, the idea... Uh, that in totality, you just make the guns evaporate, which isn't going to happen. Uh, the, the authorities will protect you and nothing will ever happen again. <laughs> it's just not so. 
here we go with this guy. All the warning signs about him. Uh, he had problems with mental illness. He sought care from a clinic, and then he refused to, to go. He quit going. Uh, this happens. Uh, somebody needs to take charge of that, but no one did. And plus, it's extremely difficult to involuntarily commit somebody. Uh, it's like the case of the guy in Lafayette. He was, you know, threatening his wife and all that. So it was, uh, you know, scary enough for the judge to, to rule that. But thanks to abuses in the past, uh, involuntarily committing somebody is hard to come by. But it's something people need to look at when you have uh, definite uh, threats uh, of, you know, of, of committing murders. Uh, he was expelled from school because he was violent and he was threatening. He beat up a guy who was the boyfriend of his ex-girlfriend, which apparently he never got over that. And uh, he was also, before that, was told not to come to school wearing a backpack because they were afraid he'd have weapons in it. Yeah. Uh, his peers perceived him as a threat. They were all saying, yeah, uh, he's the guy we kind of joked that he'd, if, if any of us was going to uh, shoot up the school, it'd be him. Well, turned out to be true. He apparently went on about how he enjoyed killing animals, and that's always a red flag. I mean, you look up at uh, serial killers and stuff like that, and they start off by killing and torturing animals, and then they sort of graduate to human beings. Uh, it's always a pretty bad sign, so at least look into it. Uh, he allegedly stalked and threatened girls. Uh, he was expelled because he was fighting with the, like, the boyfriend and all that, uh, and he had uh, an unhealthy obsession with another female student, uh, so, uh, you know, <laughs> and there are stalking laws, so, uh, but nobody looks into this. He posted disturbing content claims on uh, social, uh, social media. And the most famous one was on uh, YouTube where the guy who ran that particular YouTube channel reported him uh, to, uh, the, the authorities and the FBI was notified. And uh, he said, I'm going to be a professional school shooter, used his real name. And well, the FBI just. I don't know, didn't get around to it. Uh, other statements, he said, I want to shoot people with my AR-15. I want to die fighting, killing shit tons of people. I am going to kill law enforcement one day. They go after the good people. Oh, boy. Uh, and so a, a lot of this, it, it's interesting, of course, and now... Uh, the political commentary of, well, the FBI can uh, look for fake evidence in a dossier against Trump, but they can't find this guy. Okay. <laughs> I get it, but I, not right now. Uh, he, let's see, what else did he do? He experienced recent traumatic. Okay. So he's already in this bad mental state. Uh, he's, you know, pretty much over the edge. He's stalking girls. He's beating up this guy. Uh, he's going on about killing animals. He openly talks about fantasies of, of massacring a school. Uh, and then his mother dies. Uh, his parents were elderly. His father had already passed away. Uh, he had been adopted by them. And then she got the flu this year. and Or was it last year? Uh, late last year. Uh, I think, yeah, November or something like that. She passed away from pneumonia. All right. Well, you can imagine this is going to push somebody like this over the edge. And it did. So, uh, plenty of warning signs there, but what are you going to do? Uh, plenty of opportunities here to charge him. Uh, the stalking, the assault 
on uh, the kid. And it turns out he was 18 at the time. So this is an adult going into a high school, even though he was still a student there, uh, beating up this kid. It's an assault. He could have charged him. You know what happens with that felony? You can't purchase a gun legally. Would that stop you from getting a gun? No, no, it wouldn't. I, I saw someone stupid saying it's impossible to get guns. And the, the kids don't know about a black market. <laughs> Have you ever heard of Chicago? Uh, so, uh, but, but there again, these are the authorities that are going to prevent this from happening to you. And they didn't. You know, um, when you're convicted, you can't buy a gun. Uh, if you've been committed, you can't buy a gun. You can buy one illegally, but the legal procedure you can't. So the idea is is that we need a law that's a stumbling block, at least, in the hopes that that could help prevent the thing. If you put it in that language, the problem is the laws are already there. <sighs> Again, there is no magic wand. Um, so... Pretty awful. Uh, back to the thoughts and prayers business of how uh, the attitudes on both sides of this debate gets. And I, of course, lean right, and I'm always enormously scornful of the left. Liberals are one thing. The left, I have no patience for. And one of the best examples of this was just really horrible. It's disgusting. But here was a guy who lost his daughter in this shooting. Uh, his name was Andrew Pollack, and he, uh, I guess a reporter, approached him and took his picture, and he showed a picture of his daughter on his phone, and the guy uh, snapped the picture, his daughter, Meadow, who, who died uh, in this shooting. And But, oh, what was his crime? His crime was that he was wearing a Trump 2020 T-shirt, uh, from the end, people just went at him, you know, you're partly to blame, you, you're like Blumenthal, you're complicit, uh, which is basically saying he's an accessory to the crime. I mean, <sighs> what the hell is the matter with you? Um, so, uh, it's really sad. I'd like to think, gee, I hope he didn't see that, but yeah, I'm sure he did. Um, and that pretty much sums it up. Do you really, do you have any respect for that, that mindset or, or that attitude? First of all, the first thing they do is lie. Uh, they preach about laws that do exist and say they don't. Uh, and then they just literally throw excrement at, at a grieving father. Um, so... Yeah, they deserve my scorn. So, uh, yes, thoughts and prayers to this man and the other families who lost their children and loved ones, and they, uh, and of course the heroes here, the uh, the, the coach who uh, shielded the children uh, with his own body uh, and died doing so. Uh, that's who we should be uh, uh, talking about and exploring and uh, celebrating uh, and honoring. You know, uh, even in in the middle of horror, uh, their heroes uh, stood forth, uh, came forth. Uh, but this, I, you know, uh, 
man. Now, oh, yeah, another thing it was some idiot who posted, you know, uh, because the kid was adopted. So someone decided, hey, here's my chance to get some political capital for the abortion movement. And she goes on about how adoption is not the best choice. If only he had been aborted. <laughs> Again, what are your priorities? Where is your humanity? How do you get there to say something so stupid and snotty because all you care about is getting some political capital? And she probably thought she was brilliant, you know, uh, posting this crap, but <laughs> quite the opposite. Because, um, I mean, oh, gee, all the adopted people, uh, you should all be dead. You know, I. Uh, uh, yeah, so the truth is. His thoughts and prayers is all you can do. Uh, there, I'm sure there are some funds uh, for some sort of financial support where necessary, and certainly for the uh, people suffering injuries and trying to recover from that. Um, there's that people can do, but beyond that, there's really nothing else. Other than ideas that are floated around, like my good pal, the good Reverend Bob Levy, uh, he came up with this idea, and he keeps pushing it every time this comes up. Uh, you know, we had some uh, employment problems with uh, uh, veterans coming from the wars, and they thought, well, here's a job they could do. They could be security guards at these schools. Uh, they just passed this god-awful budget. We're spending money on just billions and billions on useless crap. Why don't you carve out a little money to pay some uh, school security guards for these schools? You know, uh, depending on the size, it may only need four, you know, uh, but here's these veterans who are trained. They're already trained. And uh, it, there's a job. There's a job for them. And uh, also, uh, uh, what's the deal? This is all, it's all, even when I was going to school, I thought this was odd that, you know, just anybody can walk into a school, uh, get on the campus. You, you don't belong. And this guy was banned from the campus, you know. So uh, you're going to need that security guard to enforce something like that. But, yeah, they, they need to close that down. Just anybody can walk in on the school, uh, people who don't belong there and uh, don't have business being there. So things like that, uh, you would think uh, someone could jump on that, but for whatever reason they can't. I mean, the absurd idea I heard was that, oh, no, the place of the, the, the presence of armed security guards would be too traumatic for children. They wouldn't be able to cope. And I mean, good Lord. I mean, do any of these people hear themselves? I, I get no, no, they don't. Um, so, again, uh, thoughts and prayers for uh, families who lost loved ones and those who uh, survived. So. Okay, that's uh, uh, my rant on this uh, really terrible week. Uh, I'll take a break. We'll play some bits and my precious ads that uh, calls for your support so that I can produce wonderful programs like this for you. Speaking of one of the wonderful programs, I got a brand new uh, audio play series. Uh, this one will be called The Good Doctor. And uh, I'll talk about it when we come back and introduce you to this latest series after this. Like the sound of my voice? Yes, you know you do. And you want to hear it in the best way possible. So why not get yourself some headphones and accessories from Tweaked Audio? Key features include eight colors and styles, mic'd and non-mic'd versions, designed to sound great for music and talk. 
noise-reducing design with a lifetime warranty. So head over to tweakedaudio.com and use discount code Mr. Nelson at checkout for 33% off and free worldwide shipping. That's Mr. Nelson, M-R-N-A-I-L-S-I-N. It's not case-sensitive, but it is all one word. That's tweakedaudio.com. Hey, man, you know what's in outer space? I, I, I don't know what. <laughs> yes. Stupid, 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 stupid. Oh, well, we, what's this? <laughs> well, it's another spaghetti sci-fi rift by yours truly. Oh, man, don't leave me hanging. Fill me in on the details. Well, this time it's Mr. Nelson Riff's War of the Robots. Oh, boy. Yes, in War of the Robots, a scientist from Earth is kidnapped by a bunch of robots that all look like the late Rolling Stone Brian Jones. Huh, yes. The crew of the starship Trissy. What? <laughs> yes, they call it the starship Trissy. Uh, they pursue the robots to rescue the scientist and his beautiful assistant. They run around a lot, and once in a while they shoot ray guns and then watch TV. Yes, this spaghetti sci-fi romp was made by the same guys who made Cosmos War of the Planets. Oh, wow! Yes, so once again, someone on the set forgot to turn on the lights during filming. Oh, <laughs> but wait, there's more. Also in this package deal, you get Chapter 4 of Flash Gordon, Space Soldiers Conquer the Universe. Yes, Flash saves the Earth by taking a powder on a mountain. Meanwhile, Ming the Merciless makes Dale watch as Dr. Zarkov is forced to wear a dress. Warning! Due to an extreme lack of talent, bathroom humor is deployed throughout the film. It also contains some music from Kevin MacLeod. Oh, wow! Where can I get this? Oh, you just have to head over to selfie.com slash Nelson. And this little gem can be yours, simply for a buck seventy-five. Oh, wow! Cheap! Yes. Yes, it is. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Hey, welcome back. Okay, this next uh, uh, audio play series um, was based on a webcomic I did quite a while ago. I don't know, boy, I, that's probably over 10 years now. Uh, it was called The Good Doctor. It's got nothing to do with the TV show that came and went. I don't even know who was in it. But anyway, uh, it's an old saying, so I'm sticking with it. Uh, the Good Doctor was this weird, uh, bizarre uh, webcomic that I did. And uh, it came out of a joke where I would uh, make fun of old uh, Rex Morgan MD comic strips. And instead of just uh, taking the artwork and uh, rewriting uh, the word balloons, which I did initially, and I would send it to friends for a gag and stuff. So I took it to, to make it my own uh, webcomic. I had to redraw everything, and I would add little flourishes here. I didn't trace it. I don't do that. But it's still... Uh, a frowned upon <laughs> activity called swiping. Uh, but I did redraw it uh, and would take from different sources and stuff to make it uh, more silly and eventually 
pretty damn trashy. <laughs> so uh, a lot of these comic strips like Rex Morgan, MD, and like Mary Worth, and uh, what was the other one? Apartment 3G with the women. Uh, but uh, these were considered the soap opera strips for the uh, uh, newspaper comics. And so I decided to make it a real soap opera <laughs> with the fairs and everything. And it just degenerated into pure garbage. And then eventually I had to come up with an ending. Uh, so I came up with a spoof of uh, it, <laughs> superheroes keep showing up. I, I mean, what am I going to do? But eventually it gets to that. Uh, yeah, it won't seem like it at first. Uh, but I used it as a uh, purpose to uh, make commentary on uh, Alan Moore's Watchmen from the 80s. Uh, so I'll bring that up again if I decide to record a little preface uh, before the episode. But for now, uh, now that we're taking a break from Stargon and Night Night, uh, this will be the one that we'll be doing for a while. So here we go, the first episode of The Good Doctor. And now, it's time for... The Good Doctor. Biting down on his cigarette, one Victor Hangenbottom pulled into the parking lot of the Creepington Clinic, clutching his chest. (coughs) Oh, God. Chest pains. I must hurry. And hurry he did, stumbling in through the front door of the clinic. (coughs) Nurse! I'm <coughs> I'm Victor Hangenbottom, and I'm having severe chest pains. Get me a doctor, now! You'll have to wait your turn, Mr. Hangenbottom. In the meantime, you need to put out that cigarette. <coughs> oh, get out of my way, you ignorant, useless cow! Oh, come now, Victor, that's unfair. I wouldn't say that she's useless. Victor looked up to see Dr. Feelgood one of the top physicians at Creepington Clinic. Later, in the examining room, Dr. Feelgood has finished examining Victor Hangenbottom. Well, Doctor... Uh, your pulse is elevated, but I'd say your troubles come from anxiety. <sighs> you know, I own the world's largest manufacturer of toilet paper. Toilet paper was my life. My whole life. Until I met my Misty at that titty bar. But the gulf of years between us worries me, night and day. I fear I can never be the man she really wants, and and that (laughs) I could lose her. (laughs) Uh, What? I'm sorry, what were you saying? Well, well, never mind. Uh, Look, Victor, uh, your heart seems stable for now. But if you're thinking of asking me for some sort of pharmaceutical aid for impotence... Well, I don't think that you're healthy enough for those type of drugs. Yes, but I've heard of certain implants that could function just as well, if not better. You have to understand my wife, Misty Hole. She worked in the adult entertainment industry, so, you know, she's used to guys that were, well, built like horses. So, you must help me, Dr. Good. I'll do anything to keep my Misty... I... I can't live without her. (laughs) Oh, yeah? Well, don't worry. We'll fix you up a good shaft job. And soon, Victor Hangenbottom touches base with his wife Misty by phone. 
What? Oh, Vic, um, I, I, I was, uh, well, uh, you, you interrupted my soap opera, so, uh, oh, what's up? Well, I, I had to stop by the clinic, but it was a false alarm, so, uh, I'm okay. False alarm? Then why are you calling me? Damn it, Vic! Don't you know I need my me time? I'm sorry, Misty, uh... God, stupid old fart. Oh, uh, look, Misty, uh, I think I'd better go. Uh, you know, uh, bad enough, I'm... I'm cheating around uh, behind uh, the boss's back, you know. Uh, no, I know you don't. You did enough gardening work today outside. Now it's time to put your personal garden hose to work. <laughs> and back at Creepington Clinic. Well, thanks for your help, Dr. Good. Uh, I'll be seeing you real soon. Of course. Have a good day, Victor. Well, hanging on him seems like a new man. What'd you do? Pump the old fart full of morphine. Shut up. He's just a sorry-assed old man wasting his remaining days groveling around the ass of some bleached-headed whore. If I ever get like that, just shoot me. Oh, don't worry. As your ever-devoted wife, I'll be more than happy to keep that deal. The next day, after having seen Victor Hangenbottom, Dr. Phil Gudd is visited by Victor's wife, Misty. I assure you, Mrs. Hangingbottom, that Victor is healthy enough to undergo this, uh, procedure. Uh-huh. Well, tell him he's not anyway. Why, that would be unethical. I could lose my license. Only if you're caught. Look, Doctor, I never take no for an answer. I'm willing to do anything to get my way. And I do mean anything. <laughs> Suddenly, Misty opens her coat to reveal she's completely nude underneath. Dr. Feelgood is stunned as the coat drops to the floor and forms a circle around her feet. Little does Dr. Feelgood or Misty Hole know, but Victor Hangenbottom a few months ago had hired a private eye by the name of Linoleum Walker. So, Mr. Walker, my attorney Salmon Spawn here says that you're the best man... For the job. Oh, yeah. And so, Linoleum Walker has been investigating Mrs. Hangenbottom for weeks. Which is why we found him parked just outside the Creepington Clinic, sitting in his car. Man, she's, she's been, been in there, there forever. forever. And her, her personal, personal physician doesn't even work at this clinic. clinic. Shit. Guess I'll, I'll have to get out of the car and snoop around back. And as he does, he comes upon a window outside Dr. Feelgood's office to see a completely nude Misty Hole standing before a shocked-looking Dr. Feelgood. Holy crap! I just hit the jackpot! No wonder she was taking so long. Now, wait a minute. I gotta be clear here. I mean, he's a doctor. This could be just be some sort of exam. Ah... Uh, I don't guess she has to dance around and twerk like that, though. I think she's cheating. And inside Dr. Feelgood's office... Now stop that! Get off of me, you peroxide slut! Like I want to end up pissing razor blades. That sleaze, tease, crap might work on the desperate. But desperate is something I'll never be. How dare you! Nobody blows me off! Nobody! Yeah? Well, I just did. Now don't let the door hit you on your bare ass on your way out. And a couple of hours later, 
Mrs. Hangingbottom receives a visit from Linoleum Walker. Mrs. Hangingbottom? Yeah. Now, who the hell are you? Why would private investigator Linoleum Walker approach Mrs. Hangingbottom and not Mr. Hangingbottom, the man who hired him? Who is the mysterious gardener that Misty's apparently having an extramarital affair with? And what's going on with the marriage of Dr. Feelgood? Find out in further episodes of The Good Doctor. The Good Doctor is a Nelson production, written and performed by me, Douglas Nelson. Incidental music is provided by Kevin McLeod and other public domain sources. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on Radio Misfits. So, hey, would you like a little more Mr. Nelson? <laughs> you know you do. So head over to my store at society6.com slash Mr. Nelson. There you'll find selections of my artwork, which can be printed on, yeah, prints, but also t-shirts, throw pillows, mugs, tumblers, tote bags, and clocks and iPhone and iPod cases. Stuff like that. Also hoodies, v-neck t-shirts, all kinds of t-shirts. Yes, that's right. Even long sleeve shirts. Uh-huh. Yes, you can get the Mr. Nelson Show t-shirt, even the Bob Levy Show t-shirt, and all kinds of other Nelson artwork. Print it on a shirt. And of course, with that throw pillow, you can even sleep with me. <laughs> so why don't you head over to society6.com slash Mr. Nelson. That's society, the number six, dot com slash M-R-N-A-I-L-S-I-N. Yes, it's just that simple. I like beer. That's why I drink it. Ain't got nothing better to do. Might as well drink beer. Beer. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Oh boy, I am beat. So <laughs> I was going to do a segment on DC Comics and their uh, movies because there's this uh, rumor. Apparently, Zack Snyder was actually fired from the Justice League movie rather than, you know, give a leave of absence because of the tragic circumstances of his daughter. Um, but apparently, this happened before she uh, died. So, uh, so if that's true, it's, it's a weird thing. Uh, if they didn't like him, why'd they keep him on? You know, I don't know. But anyway, uh, maybe I'll that'll be for a YouTube video. Yeah, I got a YouTube channel. Uh, please do check it out, like, and subscribe. Uh, eventually, uh, by the end of the month, I think on February the 20th, something like that, they'll no longer allow just anybody to take part of their monetization program. So you got to have at least 1,000 uh, subscribers, and I forget how many uh, watched videos, to uh, qualify for it. Uh uh, apparently because of what, what's his name, Logan Paul or whatever, <laughs> and PewDiePie, <laughs> these names, um, so, whatever, uh, that's what they did, and so that's that, uh, hopefully, uh, I can get something out of that at some point, but 
Not anytime soon. But uh, if you want to help this show, you can go to my stores. You can, of course, get T-shirts and stuff at the Zazzle.com, Mr. Nelson store. And also uh, Selfie.com slash Nelson, where you can download my poor man mystery science theater treatment of silly old movies. It's a lot of fun. And they're dirt cheap. And it helps out uh, this program and all that. So that'll be great. Um, so uh, the only other news thing that hit was the uh, indictments coming down in the Russian collusion uh, story, or case, rather. And uh, it's all Russians. <laughs> and going through the list, the only crimes, really, that, that struck me was uh, in the case where they uh, stole uh, identities and uh, some uh, and some some kind of I can't even remember the terminology uh, the chicanery dealing with fake uh, financial accounts and that sort of thing, you know, fraud and what have you. But as far as the idea of uh, posting uh, a, a bunch of crap on Facebook, I, I mean, if that's a crime now, uh, <laughs> we're all going to jail. <laughs> I <laughs> so uh and I mean if you and I've I've seen examples of the memes that they supposedly produced uh you know the most one that st sticks in my head was this painting of Jesus and Satan arm wrestling and his help Jesus <laughs> and Trump defeat Satan or some crap like that I um uh and again Hillary spent a billion dollars on that campaign and if she couldn't beat these these guys, <laughs> she was never going to win. Um, so, and then of course, uh, manipulated, uh, uh, d demonstrations where they had a, an anti-Muslim rally and a total of four people showed up. So the only demonstrations they were able to get any real notice was the ones that were anti-Trump. See, they were playing both sides. They kind of just forget that in this, uh, Russian collusion narrative. And that was the one that Michael Moore attended, which was in New York, and uh, was supposed to be part of Black Lives Matter or something like that. But uh, but see, it shows you uh, when it comes to the left, uh, it's easier to stir up that hornet's nest than the other side. <laughs> so, um, so here was the your Russian bots and your Russian meddlers, uh, and they fooled uh, your uh, lefty king, uh, Michael Moore. Uh, so. That should tell you something uh, about manipulation. A lot of manipulation going on, and from the absurd and instances like this to the absolute horrible and unforgivable atrociousness of uh, exploiting and manipulating raw emotion uh, in, the after, uh, he, in the aftermath of uh, this massacre, which happened this week. So uh, be wary of when you're being manipulated. It happens. They get to all of us one way or another, but you just got to learn to think and don't just accept everything, uh, especially when it sounds really absurd. <laughs> and uh, you got to, uh, let me see the source on that. You know, in, in, in today's digital and internet world, a lot of information is available for you to second check all of them. And to a large extent, the old ways of news media and stuff are increasingly becoming old hat and gone. And a lot of there's a sorrow that uh, it's not we can't get the straightforward news. But looking over the history, I don't think we ever had it. Uh, it's sad. Uh, I wish 
there was a straight source, but you're on your own. You know, even when it's uh, if, if you're a Fox News fan or something, you can't take their word for it. You you know, you've got you, you just you've got to do your own homework, as they say, and uh, it's true. And sometimes you don't have the time. You know, you you're raising a family, you got work and all that, but. Uh, uh, when you find the time, uh, do make use of it, because it's absolutely necessary. All right, uh, that's enough of that. I, I'm tired. <laughs> we'll see you uh, Wednesday, or you'll see me again. Or no, you won't. That's right, those shows are taped. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going to say the Rob Saul show that I do. Uh, but we're in the penalty box over there because we were naughty. And so the shows are taped. It's actually taped uh, uh, this Monday night. It'll be for next Monday. You'll see it. And uh, so tune in for that, uh, where we uh, we we hook up again with uh, our old pal Owen Elliott. We have a nice little chat with her and all that. So that that's all fun. So uh, check that out, and uh, we'll meet again here Wednesday for the next episode of the Mister Nelson Show. All right, good night, everybody. The views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson Show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they will be promptly ignored and or blocked. Suddenly, Misty opens her coat to reveal she's completely nude underneath. Dr. Feelgood is stunned. That's the coat drops to the floor and forms a circle around her feet.